Track Smack with Don Hall. Smackcast. Uh, welcome to another episode of Track Smack Radio here, and I'm really excited. Uh, Alex Bowman, driver of the number 88 Chevy for Hendrix Motorsports for just a few more weeks uh, before he makes that move over to the 48. Uh, Alex is joining us. He will be heading this way to Texas Motor Speedway uh, in just a couple of days. Alex, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Coming off of a, a, a big week this past week in Kansas. So talk to me a little bit about Kansas. It seems like, you know, there, there's this mixed reaction on social media. I thought, great race. Now take yourself out of the driver position <laughs> and remember as a fan, do you think it has more to do sometimes with who takes a checker flag as to how people are reacting to the race? Kind of the things I was looking at, watching people comparing it to like 2018 and, and such. And there was a great finish in 2018 at Kansas, but I think people forget overall how the mile and a half tracks raced in 2018 compared to now. Am I correct? Um, you know, <laughs> I, I think it depends on what you're looking for, right? Like, I think the expectation initially with this rules package was that we we're pretty much going to super speedway race every week. And it was going to be pack racing all the time. Um, going into 2019, I feel like that's kind of what everybody thought it was going to be like. And uh, race teams, especially, I feel like that's what we all thought it was going to be. We all would go out and practice in packs. And then that first race in Vegas, we weren't in a pack and we were all confused. So, um, you know, it's, it's just a matter of what people are looking for. Kansas was probably the most pack oriented race that we've done so far um especially there in the beginning of the race it felt like a speedway race about everybody could run wide open and um and everybody was really on top of each other on on restarts and i feel like that's what people wanted mm-hmm. um and then i saw after the race you know some some media members and, and some other people upset and you now i think it's everybody's got their personal preference of, of what they're looking for and I feel like a lot of the same people that were upset with that race were the ones that had to have that rules package a year and a half ago or two years ago now. So um, it's just part of it. You can't make everybody happy. I think it was a a really good race. Kansas is the best mile and a half we go to, in my opinion. Um, You know, Kansas and Chicago are are probably my two favorites, just with how many options they have for, for lanes and how you can move around and the tracks have so much character. So um Kansas being a recent repave, I don't know what they paved it with, but it is, they need to pave every racetrack with that (laughs) stuff because it's, I mean, you can run from the apron all the way to the outside wall. So it puts on a great show. I think you could put about any rules package on that racetrack and it's going to put on a good show. And, you know, you had two cars nose to tail for 40 laps for the win. Yeah. What more, what more do you want? NASCAR fans. And I'm one of them. I'm, quote media, but I don't try to go at things from the media standpoint. I really approach it from a fan standpoint. And I thought it was great racing. It's exciting. I just, I've come to realize that you're never going to make everyone happy. I don't think people even really know what they want. Remember when they hated the tandem racing crap at the super speedways and now everybody's like, oh, tandem racing. Awesome. We got a little bit of it back. (laughs) So I I don't know. I don't think people know what they want. So going into Texas, Texas is all, you know, and Texas is one of those tracks. It's my home track. I'm I'm biased. I'm not a fan of it since they've done the reconfiguration, honestly. Um, (laughs) I I know some things needed to be done, but not haven't really been a fan. And, And yet this package seems to have run a little bit better we have gotten a little bit better racing there going into this race I was talking about this last night on my show 
where you are in your position right now, do you look at Texas and are you go, are you looking at it from a consistent finish or are you shooting for the win and, and, and knowing that you still got Martinsville? How do you play it going into Texas? Yeah, I mean, I think Texas has been a, a really hard place for us since they repaved it. We've had some good runs. We were really strong there last fall. Um, but in the spring, we were awful. We were, we were pretty much in the way. So it's um, it's tough. I feel like we, we're, we're going there almost in a must-win situation. Um, the, the points with Joey winning, that was kind of our worst nightmare. So <laughs> I, I feel like we, uh, we have a shot at it on points, but, but we're probably – going to have to win and and I feel like Kansas or Texas is, is probably our best shot that we have left Kansas was was the, probably number one and Texas is number two but um I'm looking forward to it you know I think we can have a, a good solid day um it, it's interesting every time we go there it races just a little bit differently and it's a little tough to get a hold of um the reconfiguration is very interesting I <laughs> I don't know what happened down there at one and two, but it wasn't good. So um, it's it's an interesting corner to, to try to get a hold of. And then you have the polar opposite. You have the easiest corner in NASCAR down on the other end. So it's um, it, it's just tough to get a hold of between those, those two ends. And um, it's like some guys are terrible down in one and two, but they have their cars so trimmed out that they go really fast the rest of the racetrack. Some guys are really good at one and two, but they're really slow the rest of the racetrack. It's just uh, pretty tough to get a hold of. Yeah, I miss the days. I mean, I know that there used to be multi-groove there. Not, I mean, but it just depended on the driver. You, Most of the guys would try to stay down lower in the middle, but you always had, and, and this is shows my age, we always had a Greg Biffle or a, a Kyle Larson or Juan Pablo or Dale Jr. that would, going through one and two, would run the high line all the way up on that wall and shoot down the back stretch, you know, down low, and then, you know, I mean, come off with extreme speed through three and four. Uh, and, and now it's just kind of like everybody, you don't have that that high groove anymore up there really everybody's just kind of oh going into the now is there still kind of that tunnel bump there in one and two I mean or did they kind of fix that or because I know drivers would always talk about anyways that if you didn't hit that right it would throw you up so how how is that still working yeah it, it's pretty smooth down there now um well that's it's just so far around <laughs> the the top like it's it's really hard especially with I think that's what makes Kansas so good is it's a recent repave, but it's already weathered in and you can run all the grooves. Texas being a little fresher of a repave. Um, if you get out of the groove two feet, you're going to crash. So that's why everybody kind of gravitates to the bottom and it's definitely gotten better. You know, the, they've done a lot with the VHT to, to try to widen it out and, um, and it has widened out. The, the groove has, has moved up significantly from where it was two years ago, probably. But um, yeah, the top of one and two is way out there. Like that is, <laughs> that corner is so wide and the exit is so narrow. Um, I don't know that it'll ever get all the way up there, but but it, it's going to get higher than it has been. It's just uh, takes some time. I hear you. Well, I have to know, and I, I'm sure you've been asked this an, a, a thousand times already, but one of the things that I really kind of admire about your position right now and you, it speaks volumes of you is, you know, Alex, coming into your cup career, you step into the 88 car, uh, you know, and it, 
that has to be hard to to step in right after Dell Jr. And, and stuff, and then and then just the Hendrick expectations and everything there. Now this big announcement, it's like okay, we're going to move next year into seven time champion uh, Jimmy Johnson's car. I know people, some people will say it's just a number, it's just a number that doesn't matter, and yet I feel like. If, if you're true to NASCAR and you're true to, to these people, it is just a number, but there's a respect value there. Not only that, you have a friendship with these guys as well. And I just feel like, you know, they're, n- from seeing you from a distance, you just seem like that kind of guy that you, you kind of put that pressure on you to, you want to do good by them as well, you know, a, a, and the organization. How, how do you handle that pressure, though? I mean, these are two big, <laughs> big time numbers that you are stepping into in cars. How do you feel about it? I, I mean, is there a little anxiety or is it, is it just a number for you? Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to drive the 48. Obviously it's a, an honor to get to drive that car for me. Um, you know, obviously having, having taken over to the 88 and, and gone through that, I feel like I'm a little more prepared, kind of know the questions I'm going to get asked all the time, but <laughs> um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I have a ton of respect for Jimmy and, and he's been a great teammate and a great friend. So I definitely want to add to the legacy of that car and uh, really excited to work with Ally. They've been so much fun to work with so far. So continuing that relationship is going to be a lot of fun, but just uh, excited for the whole situation. Uh, taking my, my guys over there, my crew chief, Greg, uh, everybody's excited to, to represent that number and, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Awesome. Well, uh, last question for you. It stinks right now with uh, the coronavirus and uh, not being able to have your normal fan weekend there at Texas. There will be fans, but I got to know. I mean, I ask every guy that comes in here and, and most of them have something to say about food here in Texas and places that they like to go. What is it about coming here and what are you going to miss this weekend knowing that it's pretty much just an in and out? You can't really go out and do anything. Is there is there Certain places that you like, Mexican food, barbecue. What do you, what do you like when you come to Texas? Yeah, barbecue and chicken for sure. I'm I'm bummed between Heart Eight and uh, and and Babe's Chicken. I'm I'm sad. But. Okay. Well, personal thing, I, and I just posted this last night on my Twitter. So tracks Mac Dawn. If you go there, you can see the pictures. But maybe there's a way. I'm sure y'all can do a delivery service. Let me tell you, there's a place in Fort Worth I just tried yesterday. It's called Heim Barbecue, and I'll just give you a, a quick example. My husband <laughs> gets a sandwich last night called the Snob. They are known for bacon burnt ends, which melt in your mouth. And this sandwich that he got was brisket, pulled pork, jalapeno cheddar sausage, and those <laughs> bacon burnt ends on a jalapeno cheddar bun. I mean, wow. it, <laughs> this place rocks. So if there's any way, if you're craving some barbecue and y'all can do delivery, maybe a delivery service. I might have to try that. It's downtown Fort Worth. So Heim Barbecue. Perfect. <laughs> Trust Good me. Good to know. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, Alex, we wish you the best of luck at Texas. I would love to see that 88 there in Victory Lane. And uh, and best of luck going forward in the playoffs as well. And, uh, and, and especially next year. And hope that we get to talk to you more next season. It would be awesome. It's great to meet you. Yeah, thanks. All have right. a good one. You too. Thank you for tuning in to Track Smack Smackcast. Check out more at tracksmackradio.com.